Hello, it's Denise from Women Beyond a Certain Age. I have a very dear friend as a guest today, and Kate and I really probably, Kate, didn't meet until your first book came out, I think, though we should have. So I welcome. Yeah, we should have known each other. I think we were always crossing. We were all, because we have so many mutual friends. Um, right before we were getting on air, uh, Kate was reminding me of a fabulous food sales that was in Los Angeles that was a friend of hers, Olivia Urshan, who was the top stylist, Kate, when I was starting out, okay? And then Kate said, oh, Denise, we, I'm so glad you know who she is because we're such dinosaurs and no one should. And I had to remind Kate that we don't use the word dinosaur on the show. We use wise woman, woman beyond a certain age. But in fact, Kate and I go back a long time. Let's be we honest. We do. We do. And I think what has happened is that um, as our lives go on, you know, it's like we, uh, all the warp and the weft kind of come together as we weave our lives. And right now, um, you know, we, we weave these wonderful tapestries. And by this age, they're gorgeous. And here we are together with this gorgeous picture. And just, yeah. What a great way. You know what, Kate? I wouldn't be any other age in my whole life. Do you know oh, what I mean? I, mean, I do. I, I do. My 60s have been fabulous. I'm grateful for them. And I'm so much happier, literally, in the last 10 years than I was all the years adding up to it. So I'm extremely grateful. I totally agree. I could, I, everything you just said, it just feels like all of the trappings that you think that you're supposed to do and whatever it's like you know who really cares this is who i am can't be anybody else and everything that has led me to here this is me that's right now let me tell you we are going to impart wisdom to you today kate's wisdom about pies because you know what else you learn at this age there is nothing better in the whole world than a good piece of pie it <laughs> kate and i were having bourbon in nashville remember oh God, i do i do with george with george with great george our dear friend and i just remember thinking besides a, a little a little snort of delicious bourbon i think this all the time kate i think that a piece of pie can heal the world and also probably better than going to your therapist for several hours if you oh, just i totally agree i totally agree there's something about pie. Well, also, I want to say, I think I flew in to uh, Louisville. Yeah. And I think we were drinking by 11 o'clock, 10 o'clock in the morning, at least from where I flew in from. Oh, yeah, that's it, right. It was pretty early. But, well, you know. it was Louisville. But the other thing is, Kate, that's right. You had flown and I had gotten up early. So noon was already. <laughs> nice oh, time. yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I definitely remember that. And, uh, so I think one of the one of the things that would have been wonderful or is is to put that bourbon in a pie. Yeah, that is, you know, um, in in my new book. Can I talk about my new book? Oh, please. Do you have it there with you? Well, yeah, is the sky the right color today? Yeah, it's blue out where I am. Honey, you know, it's beautiful. Yeah. And tell us the name of the new book. I can't. Um, I've written three books. I think of this as my youngest daughter, yeah. High Camp, and um, I'm really, really proud of her. Uh, there's lots of, um, there's recipes in here, and I think there's um, some really good ones 
that use a little booze, which uh, one here is called the Good Doctor's Whiskey Raisin Pie, which you can Ooh. use whiskey or you can use bourbon. And um, that was, um, I was, I was at a community gathering and um, uh, around the time of the last election, can I talk about that? Oh, Kate, now let me tell you, this is the good news. Yes. Because I have only been approached by one or two awful sponsors and we like thought, we held our nose and thought, we don't need your $10. But since we have no sponsors, we can say whatever we like. Okay, so we were at the Democratic headquarters watching the uh, election results and just like going, oh my God. my God, which I hope to God, everybody's gonna vote this time and that this, this nightmare is gonna be over. But she gave me the recipe for her, uh, her uncle's pie from the deep south. And um, so you wanna start this pie in the, um, you wanna start the night before by you're gonna soak some raisins and some bourbon. Got and it. then um, the pie, the bourbon is not cooked or anything, so it's definitely an over 21 pie. You know, if you really had a bad day or something, you can have the pie. You can also have it for breakfast in the morning. You could pour a little bit of the extra in your coffee. We don't, yeah, yes. So that's, that's um, but also I think putting a little bit of something like that in a pumpkin pie is really a wonderful thing too. Pumpkin, rum. So Kate, tell me, I love your new book. And I want to tell people that are listening that your publisher is graciously sending us one for a giveaway. So there will be a, a drawing, um, which, you know, Kate, I have to tell you something. We've ha we have not every time do we have a drawing, but it's real. Do you know how thrilled people are to win a cookbook that they've looked forward to? I think even more I, now in the pandemic, you would think we were sending out you know, diamond tiaras. It's a lovely thing to see people so happy. So thank you and thank your publisher. Well, I want to thank uh, Countryman Pet Press, which is a part of W.W. Norton for doing that. I have, a, I have the most fabulous team in the world. And I am not sure how usual it is to have the same team for three books. Yeah, no, I don't think it is, but good for you. Now, yeah. how did you get, how did you decide on the very first book? Then we're going to talk about some tips for getting holiday pies together because you are the guru. But Kate, how did you decide on the first book and how did you sell it? Well, I didn't do a thing. Pie came and got me and the publisher came and got me. Uh, I had been uh, teaching, uh, I've been teaching pie making since 2008. And uh, probably from uh, sometime in 2009, I kept getting approached by publishers and agents. And I said, you know, I don't really feel ready to do this, but thank you very much. Because you never, ever want to burn your bridges. Right. So um, now it's, it's I've taught more people. I've taught in Europe and, you know, all over the United States. And I get an email. And it's 2014 and I get an email. And it's, it's from... Um, what is now my publisher and it says we see you're going to be teaching in new york uh would you come and, would you like to come and talk to us and i looked at the address and it said 505th avenue and i thought that's a yeah. impressive address <laughs> so i said yes and uh, after i i finished teaching the day before the next day i walked down fifth avenue and went had a conversation with with um now what is my my publisher uh, and they just kept saying, you know, we started talking. They said, tell us more stories. Tell us more stories. And, you know, so I just kept telling them stories. And they, and they said, would you like to do a book with us? 
I said, okay. So um, um, that started that. And they said, uh, I, you know, well, who? I said, I think I can get Andrew Scrivani to do the photos. And they just kind of went, <laughs> and, um, um, but I knew Andrew from some other things that we had done um, food wise and, and photography wise. And, and he's done all three of the books. So I have to say that in my particular instance, um, I did not go out actively and seek somebody but to you know what kate you said 2008 and then all waited till 2014 so the, what i see to me is you became the expert do you see what i'm saying so you didn't feel like you were ready and i think that's so different than what we see in publishing sometimes i'm not this is in no ways being negative but i see somebody getting a book deal because of one viral post. Do you see what I'm saying? I or, do, I do indeed, yeah. And, so, then yeah. They're, and then they're not prepared because it is a marathon to write a book. I don't care how much right. you know or how good you are. So I think you just, the reason then they came to you is you had made yourself the pie camp workshop. Well, if, Denise, if, if if Art of the Pie had been written in 2009, it would have been a very different book. It would have been a very small book. There wouldn't have been as many recipes in there. Um, I continued to teach, and um, I over over the all those years, you know, all sorts of people coming in, me making mistakes, me seeing them make mistakes, me figuring out well how can we fix this, and baking in every kind of oven possible across the country. And, um, you know, it's all sorts of things led me to this. So, you know, it, by the time this one came out, I had a considerable amount of teaching experience and pie making experience under my belt or in my pie pan. Um, <laughs> and, but you don't stop there. You know, I love to teach. So I continued teaching. I continued learning and wrote, uh, you know, my second book, which is on home cooking. And there are some pies in there, of course, yes. both savory and sweet. Um, and then now we come around and um, I write another one, which is uh, Pie Camp picks up where are the pie left off? Because I've learned more. And I don't think that there is, um, I don't think one person in one lifetime could know everything that there is to know about pie making and pie. It's a, it's a fascinating subject. Uh, I got bit by the pie bug, uh, <laughs> you know, and um, I'm still learning. Well, you know what? I think I agree with everything you said. Here's the other thing, Kate. As we've been in this pandemic, <laughs> and what the good news to me, see the pandemic, and I know I'm not in a situation that's that I'm starving or losing my home or anything. Do you know what I mean? I, and or trying to, uh, trying to a single mother with three kids. I mean, I know that there it is really difficult. I'm not in that position. I'm grateful, but what I have seen, which makes me think of it as a reset for all of us, not just bad news, not bad news. So the silver lining is. I know you have had women that come to your workshops because I've had women that come to my cooking classes that say things like, I always wanted to make a lasagna or a pie or a cobbler or a creme brulee, 
but I never have time. Well, they don't when they're working 60 hours a week. And, you know, on the weekends, if, if they're kids, I've had many, many children grow up around me that were my dear friends. If your kid wants a pizza, Domino's pizza on Sunday night, and it means you don't have That's to- what you had. <laughs> and they'll eat it. And you can get them to eat an apple or some carrot sticks. Oh, for God's sakes, yes. It's like when we were talking, you have to tell us the story. When, you're be- when you realize that you don't always have to be a purist. Right, right. So, right. But I bet, especially with your new book, I would think that people are thinking, I'm going to learn just like they want to learn to make sourdough or they're learning to embroider. They, this is the time to learn how to make gorgeous pies. I think so. I think, you know, you are so right during this time of this, you know, we're still in a pandemic of course we are, and uh, it's going to be a while before everything opens up. In the meantime, we're really like losing things that, that don't matter anymore and coming down to essentials. And for, I find pie making, uh, being in the kitchen, it's a therapy for me. Yes. And I think it is for a lot of people. I find the act of rolling, making dough, rolling out dough is very therapeutic. It's almost like a meditation because, because I've done it for so long. But not everybody has done that. That's so right. there are doughs in my books that, you know, like maybe maybe a rollout dough isn't on your plate today. Maybe a press-in cookie crumb crust is what you want to do. Maybe you want to just buzz up some cookies, uh, add a little bit of extra sugar, add five or six tablespoons of butter, melted butter, mix that up, press it into a pie pan, and put it in the oven at 325 or 350, and let it bake for five or six, six or eight minutes, and then pull it out, cool it, and then you can put whatever you want. If you want to make an ice cream pot, you go right ahead and do that. If you want and you know to- when you say this, it sounds delicious. <laughs> and you know, and if you want to, um, I uh, have had people come to my class and they say, "Oh my gosh, can I make a can I make a pie like my grandmother, uh, you know, Ruth?" And I said, "Well, maybe, but how about you make your own pie? Maybe you know, it's like yeah. maybe your crust isn't going to look exactly like hers, but who the heck?" cares about the edges because those are going to get cut off anyway. Uh, You know, when you're rolling it out, mine never look like Martha's. If they do, I feel like, you know, what, wow, how did that happen? And, you know, I kind of like the artisan look. And people can look at my pies and go, I I know the look of that pie. I know it's yours. You know what, Kate, here's the thing. Now, of course, because I was a food stylist for 5,000 years, when I first started, everything had to be perfect. Well, as styles change, and exactly what you're talking about, and blogging became big, and these kids did not worry about perfection, which is wonderful, we just learned to start saying, oh, this pie is rustic. And yeah. then, exactly what you're saying, yeah. it also became that people wrote in off cookbooks and websites that we helped with, and said things like, oh, your pie wasn't perfect, but either was mine. And it looked, mine looked like yours. And the excitement in yes. people. And you yes. know, this is mo- the most important thing, Kate. This is better than, I don't know why at some point, maybe because we're a young nation, I don't know why for a while in America, whether it be women's looks, our politicians, pies, <laughs> photographs, models, why we think that everything had to be perfect uh-huh. and the same. Right. Instead of, 
being thrilled with all the imperfections in the world right. and, I asked, and everything. I asked Andrew um, if, if he was given a choice of photographing a pumpkin pie that was smooth on top or photographing a pie, a pumpkin pie that had some cracks in it, which he would choose. He said the cracks because it has more There you go. And you and know, you know so, it also looks like we've been talking about handmade. Right. right homemade. Yeah. I don't want so, to get this is a handmade pie. This beautiful. is beautiful. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't want a machine or and I'm not bashing this, and I know how many people buy Costco pumpkin pies because I have been in Costco where there was a pallet that was bigger than what my home. This big. <laughs> and you know what? God, anyone who wants to do that, God bless them. That's fabulous. And, and you know, you know, Denise, that that big pie, that's only eight servings, right? <laughs> <laughs> but when you've had a homemade pumpkin pie, and that may be with Libby Can. Right. You have to right. put the Libby Can thing. But oh my God, the difference is for flavor profiles. Now, obviously, I always say this too. Sometimes people that cook, Okay, we're making things, we're doing 140% for an 85% audience. Okay? Right. And I have said to Cindy, she and I have talked about this, where we made some of the world's most beautiful homemade food and realized that the people they're eating, it would have been happy with that Costco pumpkin pie. Okay? Right. You know, I, um, I when, that's when, uh, if I can bring Olivia version uh, back into yeah. this, you know, um, she said that she prefers the Libby can of pumpkin because she got the best results. There you go. The pumpkin pie. And, um, and that's what, you know, truly that's what I use. Um, and also I just wanted to say, it doesn't have to be pumpkin. You could do a sweet potato in the same way. You could do, you know, with the same seasoning. Um, and you can also, one of the things that I'm really enjoying doing is uh, taking pumpkin pie to a different, in a different direction and making a pumpkin orange chiffon pie. Which oh! Is, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And can I show you a picture? Please. Okay. So this is the pumpkin orange chiffon pie with these candied oranges on it. Oh the my top. God. Now, is that the new book, Kate? Yeah, that's okay. the new book. Yeah. Kate, the people that are listening are not going to be able to see the pictures, but we can, in the show notes. Page um, 233. <laughs> In the show notes, Kate, we tell people your website and all that so that they'll be able to go to it. Okay. I feel like after I get off the um, Zoom from you, I'm going to either have to make one or go buy a pie, okay? You know, another really good one to try that's in the new one that would be nice for Thanksgiving is, it's, um, I call it an orange spice carrot pie. <gasps> and you're doing it with cinnamon, ginger, nutmeg allspice and cloves you know and a little bit of orange extract and you're doing it with cooked carrots and it's um i i love to do it with those rainbow colored carrots just because that's what i created it with because that's what i had in my fridge use what you got on hand and pumpkin pies and things like that are you know they really are kind of like kitchen cupboard pies they've got you've got some eggs you've got some milk um carrot sugar pie, honey the carrot pie with the harvest spices sounds absolutely delicious. I want to tell people one other thing, Kate, and this is just, when you go to Amazon, if you go to, if you just plug in Kate McDermott, I thought your video, Kate, and I know it was from a few years ago, your video of making the pie crust 
is fabulous because it shows you a bowl, the ingredients, and you get the pie crust. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I mean, I know, and again, I'm not making fun of people that I used to have every kitchen gadget. It wasn't because I bought them. It's because companies sent them to us. Right. Or we were on TV shows and OXO is an example, which is a wonderful product, would send us these boxes full of stuff so that the talent would use it. But in reality, Kate, and this is something people say, oh, pie dough, oh, it's hard, oh, it's gonna think. The video that you showing your hands in a bowl, and right. that's it. it could, right. And the dough came together, it couldn't, it, it's so simple. You don't need to have anything other than that. Well, you know, my grandmother was the pie maker in our family, and really, she didn't have time for much nonsense. She was a single mom, <laughs> and you know, it's like, um, she just put it together, you know, yes. and, and um, I often think of her when I am doing things because like, if I start to get, you know, flustered about something, you know, what would my grandmother Gigi say? She says, just get over it. You know, like we have to put some dinner on the table. We need to put the pie in the oven. And, uh, you know, so if, if I am darn well sure that there were times if something didn't turn out quite right, that, you know, if it was a pie, you know, that maybe the crumble topping didn't cover all the multitude of things that, you know, could or couldn't have gone well with it. Uh, she's got out the lasagna pan oh, and cool. tossed it in, you know, and like, you know, mix it up a little bit. We had the best crumble in the world. You put a little ice go. cream, have a little whipped cream, you know, probably yeah. in those days it was cool whip. I'm sorry, but you know. <laughs> that sounds delicious. Uh, now I have to tell you, because my original career in food was catering. I learned early on through mistakes, disappointments, forgetfulness, um, other people's mistakes. If you, I don't care what you make, if it's crumbling and not quite right, you shove it into a champagne glass and you serve it proudly. Absolutely. Kate. This is, we are creative. We are creators. And, you know, this is what women are. We are creative creators and we make it work. And we just, you know, like we're thankful because like, look what I can do. Right. Yeah. Now tell us about just making, give us just some tips that people for getting, I think, and this again, we talked about it, Kate, people expect perfection. Well, if they can let go of that, do you know what I, I mean? I do. They can Enjoy the holidays, but what could people, if they, if a couple of days in advance, or what could they do to not feel the stress of trying to make their very first pies? Well, I think, you know, I, one of, there are three rules that I have in pie making and life. You know, the first one is to keep everything chilled, especially yourself. You know, it's just pie. This is not rocket science. It is something that, you know, we love to do. But nobody is going to say if, you know, quite frankly, if you show up at the door with a pie that, you know, maybe is not homemade, somebody's not going to say, I'm sorry, you can't come in. Of course. They're going to say, oh, you brought pie. So, you know, get over the, the perfection part of it. Just chill, which is keep your dough chilly, keep your fats chilly, and maybe make all of that a few days or even a month in advance. If you uh, are gonna be stressed about stuff and you have a lot of things happening, make the doughs early enough so that either they can be in the fridge for three days or so, you know, two hours, three days, 
a month in the freezer and then just take it out and let it thaw. And then you can roll it out that morning or whatever, or even roll it out the night before and put it back in the fridge and then fill it the next day. Um, and you know, um, another thing is to um, not overfill your pies. Because when we over, we cut, oh, look at all these berries, look at all this stuff, you know, I'm just going to fill that up and mound it up really high. And then you're like in that space of like, uh oh, my smoke alarm is going off. <laughs> and you've made a clean the oven pie. I know you've never made one of those, right, Denise? I have made every mistake in cooking. Yes sweet or sour or savory that anyone can make. Okay, and, and, and then later on I think, oh, I remember someone told me what's not to do that. Right, you know I mean? so keep your boundaries, which is another good life lesson anyway. And number three is to vent. And we want to vent in life and we need to vent appropriately. And what better way to do that than with some nice little slashes and some creative cut, cuts on the top of a pie, or you can do a lattice. And don't get your, don't get all upset about a lattice. If you can't, if, it, if weaving doesn't come naturally to you or whatever, put half the strips go in one direction and half the strips go in the other direction, or just make a bunch of strips and have them going haphazardly in all sorts of directions. I love that. I see, I have to tell you, and I know, I understand the artistry of some of the pies that have shown up in the last few year, let's say where they're so intricate. I mean, the top of it is, I don't even know what they are. Do you know what I, you know which I one do, I do, yeah, I and do know what you mean. When I see them, I think now, one, is that gonna bake well? Do you know what I mean? I do. Two, am I gonna get enough crust with my piece of whatever's in there because it's so bizarre. But also I think I didn't need uh, an embroidered embroidered design on the piece of my pie. Do you see what I'm saying? I do, I do, yeah. Um, I think I really respect the people's work Me that too. are doing that. And if that floats their boat and gives them a creative outlet and allows them to, to have baking therapy and to feel, you know, like this is wonderful, great. For me, it's like, you know, I make pies that my grandmother would recognize. I make pies that would be recognized probably 200 years ago. And if we're lucky enough that this planet survives, I know. um, that, that hopefully in 200 years, those pies would be recognized also. The thing that's so beautiful to me is the top of a pie when it has waves because it's the fruit that's mm -hmm. underneath it. I love that. Right, right. You're seeing, and also, you know, the other part of this, uh, there are times when people will say, oh, my fruit filling, my berry filling came out of the vent and I can, it's, it leaked out. You know, it's like I can see it on the top of the pie. Well, guess what? There's so much love in that pie. It's got to come out somewhere. Oh, I love that. And also it's beautiful. That beautiful purple syrup, if it's a blackberry or blueberry pie. Mm -hmm. I can't thank you enough, Kate. This has been so helpful. And I hopefully, I know you at the new pie camp book is out. So if people want to buy it before the holidays, they can. And where do they find out where your um, virtual classes are now? What, where your pie camps are? So uh, virtual pie camps, you can find out lots of information about uh, that at artofthepie.com. And you can find out lots of information about me and recipes and 
uh, thoughts that I have about this, that, or sometimes even about aging or feeling, yeah. or, or I feel like deepening, deepening my connection with myself. I'm telling you, Kate, there is, okay, there's some problem. It's not problems. There's issues with aging. And then the other side of the coin is, things that used to bother you roll off your back. I mean, I just remember being a young woman and being upset about something. And now you look at it and I think, oh, I don't care. <laughs> and I, a lot of times I, Cindy and I will be discussing something and I'll say, remember that used to make me crazy. I don't care. <laughs> so, Pick your battles. That's exactly battles, right. You know? And that's what wisdom brings us. Matt. Right. I think the, the main ones are to be kind. Yeah, uh, you know, just think, think before you speak. Do not, it used to be, don't think with your mouth. Now it's don't think with your fingers on the keyboard. Yes. You can, you can type whatever you want, but don't think with your fingers. You know, maybe like take a break from some of those things that we say or we think we'd like to say. Yes. Uh, because, you know, is it, is it going to hurt somebody? Is yes. it going to make them feel Is it badly? necessary? Is, is it necessary? Yeah. What are the three things? Is it necessary? Is it kind? Is it helpful? Yes. Well, madam, I hope we see you again next year. I hope so too. And again, all the information about Kate, her books will be on our website. And Kate, thank you so much because I know you're busy and this was lovely. To we only broadcast the audio, but the thing that I'm grateful for, and I am, is isn't Zoom the most brilliant idea in the world? Because I can see you. I know. I am seeing more people. And actually, when, if I could just say one more thing yeah, about we, the virtual classes, yes. is that people, I can be in their kitchens, and they are in my kitchen, and they are using their equipment their ovens and we're actually troubleshooting things like you know oh you're at 8600 feet you're at 5600 feet i'm at sea level so we're troubleshooting their bakes right in their own kitchen which is something that i could not do in real-time classes right here at pie cottage so there's That's many there's so many different things that yes i miss seeing people of course i do and the next time I see you and Cindy, I just want to give you big old hugs. Well, I but hope in the meantime, this is pretty good. Better than a poke in the eye, as I always say. And when I say that, my husband says, that is the oldest and stupidest saying in the world. <laughs> but I am grateful, grateful, grateful. All right, Miss Kate, thank you so much. Great. And, you know, be happy. Stay be happy. Be Make well. Make pie. Bye. Thank you, Miss Cindy, as always. Thank you.